Hey Rebels, we have two giveaways this week from our guests on Saturday, Tim and Ann Evans, talking about their book, Naked, Reclaiming Sexual Intimacy in Marriage. The first one is 20 Takeaways from 40 Years of Marriage. This is nuts and bolts stuff you can stick in your toolbox and put to use right now in your marriage. Definitely a good one. And the one everybody is talking about, why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently. To get these, head on over to timplusand.com. That's T-I-M-P-L-U-S-A-N-N-E.com. Sign up for their newsletter. We're going to send you both of those giveaways. Why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently, and 20 takeaways from 40 years of marriage. Get those. I'm so happy. I'm so happy because I'm live on two formats. You can't see them, but I can. I'm on Instagram. What's happening, Instagram? And I'm on Facebook because I'm always on Facebook. Oh, I'm so happy to be back. It has been so long since I've gotten to do this. Gina, uh, Gina, I'm looking at my notes. Laura has been out of town, and I have been solo dad for 10 days. And uh, not a single dad, just solo for 10 days. That's all. Um, it's really hard. Single parents, what's good morning, Josh? Good to see you. Single parents, uh, I don't even have any idea what to say to you. You are so strong and so tough. And I think single parents, I don't even know how you do it. I don't have any idea how you do it. I just want to say to the single parents out there, I don't have any idea what you go through. I did 10 days where I got to talk to Laura almost every day and get support and all those types of things. And to know that you do that every single day when you get sick, when you're tired, when you're sad, all of those single parents, man, I love you. Oh, I think you're so amazing. Okay, verse of the day sponsored by Bible.com, version, my favorite app in the whole world. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. Psalm 119.2, Lord Jesus, thank you for all the rebels out there. The struggle is real. Help us be better spouses and better parents in everything that we do. God bless. Did you have a good 4th? I had an amazing 4th of July. I went to my parents' house. I'm drinking my Kill Cliff. I haven't turned around, uh... I haven't turned around either of those things. I'm just... I'm, I'm not social media savvy. I'm not 24. What can I say? Um, anyway, it says Kill Cliff. Went to my parents, had a great time. Uh, they had a sweet barbecue. And then our cul-de-sac, uh, had a great time. Um, I gotta say, I'm really upset with, uh, the no fireworks thing. Um, I am a pyro. I like to burn stuff. I like things that blow up and fly in the air. And, um, excuse me, it says deadlift. That's, it's not just dead. That would be a weird shirt to wear. I'm tired of this. Like, this stinks. Like, and, and listen, I understand. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Colorado Springs. I know Waldo Canyon. It almost burned my house down. That wasn't caused by fireworks, by the way. And I know, um, Black Forest. Uh, we had friends that were, uh, their properties were almost burned down, and they were being told to evacuate all those not caused by fireworks. And I grew up doing fireworks. Man, we had block parties on our street. Everybody would come over, and it was so much fun. And it just feels like the government wants to take over everything, like every single thing the government wants to take over. I'm from California. Do you know you can't dig a hole on the beach in California anymore? That's the truth. You can't dig a hole on the beach in California. I am so sorry. I did not record this. What should I do? Um, I'll strip the audio later and uh, put it up as a podcast. You can't dig a hole in the at the beach in California anymore because somebody might trip at it. You can't play with a frisbee or a football. Um, I mean, uh, come on. It's, it's the beach. Didn't it used to be fun? 
Like, throw a stick for your dog, and the people, I know, oh, someone got bit. I don't know. Police yourselves, that's what I say. Police yourselves. Um, let's see, I saw... Mm. While Laura was gone, I did so much crazy work. So much crazy work. And uh, I, Luke Honkin, just joined What's Happening, Luke. Your brother Peter let me borrow his trailer, and I took loads and loads and loads of trash to the dump. If you check out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Dobson, my last live video, I'm up on my roof generally showing you what I've done. Um, since then, we were at the park yesterday, and Lincoln saw a massive chessboard on the outside. We were using you know chess pieces that are like two and a half feet tall. We played chess for, I don't know, 20 minutes, and now we're going to build one of those in our backyard. So we marked it off yesterday. My birthday's in two days, and we'll have hopefully we'll have the chessboard up by then. I set up uh, horseshoes out there. I tilled my whole backyard, 4,000 square feet, killed all the weeds, cleaned all the trash, redid my gym. Uh, Laura's super stoked. I redid the gym on the inside. I put down a new floor, um, hung a couple punching bags, moved the TV, all good stuff. In fact, I will do a live video tomorrow morning before I leave for work uh, and show you... Uh, how the gym looks because uh, everybody's stoked on that at the house. Let's talk about healthcare, okay? This is Rebel Parenting, uh, and there are some parents in the UK, the Guard family with Charlie Guard, their little boy. Uh, listen, you gotta understand this is what socialized healthcare ends up being. This family, Charlie Gard, has raised enough money to bring Charlie to the U.S. for an experimental treatment. Listen, and here's the thing. This, is, for me, is super personal because I came close to being in a coma in 2013, and then from a coma, they say I could have died uh, had I not gotten the right treatment. I'm sure I would have, but I was born with an autoimmune disease, an untreatable, uncurable autoimmune disease. That's what the doctors tell me, that what I have, it's called ulcerative colitis, um, is untreatable, uncurable, they don't know what causes it, and they treat the symptoms. And I would take handfuls and handfuls of pills every single day. Um, and I got experimental treatment for ulcerative colitis. Uh, they extracted fat cells from my stomach, um, and from there they extracted my stem cells, and they grow them in a lab, and then they mass inject my stem cells, my cloned stem cells back into me. So if you want to know Ryan Dobson, uber Christian conservative, I believe in cloning and I believe in stem cells. I'm a huge fan because I'm alive today because of cloning and because of stem cells. Uh, it's a deeper conversation than just, we don't like stem cells and we don't like cloning. There's a reason for certain stem cells that are harvested from aborted babies that I'm not a fan of. Uh, but if you want to harvest stem cells from me, by all means, thank you. I'm alive today because of that. That's a very, very experimental treatment. It was insanely expensive, insanely expensive. I didn't pay for one penny of it because a very generous doctor heard my dad talk about my condition. I had gone anemic from losing so much blood. I was super dehydrated. I lost 20 pounds, 25 pounds in two weeks. Uh, and I started getting incoherent and... Um, Laura's trying to get me to go to the hospital, and I wouldn't go because I'm stubborn, and, and my brain wasn't working very right. My body was shutting down. It was eating itself because I was losing so much stuff, and this doctor heard about that, 
uh, and he's friends with my dad, and he said, you know, we're trying the stem cell stuff. That's better. You want to try it on Ryan? Maybe it'll work. And, I mean, I was talking to my doctor about anabolic steroids and all kinds of stuff because I was dying. What do you do in that situation? I've been sick for so long. And so, in America, because we're free, we did this experimental treatment. I had well over a billion of my own stem cells injected in me over a period of three or four months, maybe six months in total, uh, I, I did treatments. Now, funny thing, uh, the U.S. government did stick their big fat nose in the middle of it. Uh, and here's what I didn't know. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, they set prices on certain treatments. Like there was that guy that had, I think it was the AIDS medication, and he was price gouging, and everybody thought he was such a bad guy. Well, the FDA came in and said that my treatment... Um, I could only do it three times total in my lifetime. They don't say why. They don't have any, any data, research, nothing. They don't know anything about stem cells. But I could only get three treatments. And by this time, I had already done four treatments. So they said I couldn't be treated anymore, and every treatment was $100,000. What? It wasn't, by the way. It was far, far, far less than that. Still astronomically expensive, still something I couldn't have afforded. Uh, but the government set the price. So what did we do? Or what did this doctor do? Um, and by the way, U.S. government and California especially, please listen, California government, U.S. government, listen to this. What did they do when you stole from them and you extorted money from them? They moved to Mexico. And now Mexico gets all of the money and the U.S. gets none of the money. I flew down to Mexico over and over again. I would fl fly into, uh, I think it was Alcapuco. I forget. It was one of the, uh, um, thank you for sharing our video, Dominga. I see it every time you do it. I flew down into one of the you know, resort towns, and I would take a cab to the hospital, and they would bring me in a room, and they would stick an IV in my arm, and then two hours later, I would leave, and I would go back to the airport, and I would fly back to the U.S. This doctor did this for me. I mean, I'm so blessed to be alive today because of that, but it's because the U.S. government extorted money from the lab and from the clinic and price gouged and said people like me couldn't get treatment anymore. Uh, by the way, my dad got treatment. My dad had his shoulder completely wrecked. Uh, he's uh, 81 years old. He had about this much movement in it, and he got his own stem cells injected into his shoulder, and he has full range of motion in his shoulder at 81 years of age. The body is miraculous. The Lord is miraculous, but guess what? Socialized medicine doesn't allow things like that to happen at times. This Guard family, Charlie Guard, has enough money to come to the U.S. for treatment. They say he's terminally ill. Why not try everything? I don't understand this. Why not try everything? Try whatever you can. Try whatever you can afford. My mom had surgery on her foot a couple years ago, uh, and it's just not healing. It's not healing correctly. She's in pain all the time. And I said, listen, you're not like everybody else. Go for the experimental treatment. And she is. She's getting experimental treatment done on her foot. Why? Because we can. Because you're free to do that. And in the UK, that's what, I mean, I hate to even use this word because it sounds so inflammatory, but this is what's called a death panel. The liberals have been screaming for years and years, oh, the death panels, the death panels. The conservatives keep yelling about the death panels. What do you call a group of people that tell, are telling Charlie Gard's parents, you can't get treatment for your son. We know he's terminally ill. We know this treatment might work. 
but you can't try. We're not going to let you. You have to watch your son die. What do you call that? It sounds like a death panel to me. It sounds like a panel of people that chose death for a little boy. What do you think? Thank you so much for sharing this video. I totally appreciate that. But what do you think about that? Do you mean, do you disagree? Does someone have a great argument for me on that? I know there's so much information just came down. I was looking at it right before this, but time was short and the, there was a court case and all this stuff's going on. Maybe I have late information. And up until now, if it's changed, up until now, what's been going on is a panel of people said, no, you can't get treatment for your son. We're not going to allow it. It didn't cost the UK government one penny. Everything was paid for, and they said no. That's a death panel. Do you understand that? That's what it is. So when you talk about social, by the way, our healthcare in America is the greatest in the whole world. It's the greatest in the whole world. It's the best system. If I didn't have, like, I have, by the way, I have a good friend. Um, Seriously, Roberta, you're exactly right. It's exactly right. It makes you, of course, Linda, because you got a little baby at home. Can you imagine what would take place if that was happening? By the way, you better believe I'd be smuggling my kid right out of the country. I mean, it would be a movie. I'd video the whole thing and then release it and say, guess what? You know, we got out anyway. Oh, my goodness. This makes me so angry. It makes me so, so angry. So angry. So angry. So angry. I don't even know what to do about that. Um, I know. By the way, do you remember? I mean, most of you are probably way too young for this, but... Um, Oh, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget her name. There was a baby in Texas that fell into a well when I was in high school uh, and the whole world shut down. The whole world shut down. My school stopped. We went into the auditorium and watched a TV all day long. Uh, baby Jessica, little baby Jessica, baby Jessica fell into the well and there was, there, they were, they had these drill bits. They were trying to drill down, a, they, you know, she had fallen down this little well and they were drilling down, trying to get over to her, tunnel down and over. This baby was going to die. It was, yeah, baby Jessica, Paul. This was, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps. It, it was so terrifying because you knew time was running out and this baby couldn't feed herself. Jessica McClure, 1987. That's right. I was 17 years old. Never forget it. Senior in high school. Crazy, 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 crazy. No, I was a junior in high school. I was a junior in high school. Um, these drill bits that they were digging down with were wearing out, and a guy took his private plane, flew to where the drill bits were made, loaded his plane up, flew to Texas, dropped him off. I mean, the world, it makes me want to curse. The world shut down. Do you understand that the world shut down? And we're not even talking about this. There's a baby in a hospital dying. And the UK government isn't allowing treatment. I don't understand this. I just don't understand it. What hubris. What hubris to say you wouldn't allow treatment. You wouldn't allow treatment. What hubris. In fact, here's the, here's the truth. The doctor that paid for my treatment, which is why I'm alive today. I've got these seven stab wounds uh, in me from the surgery afterwards. Uh, they repaired my stomach. They repaired my esophagus uh, afterwards. I could get that done. Uh, because of the treatment, because I've been cured, they did a surgery that then fixed the rest of my body. It, it, with ulcerative colitis, um, some of the symptoms I would get uh, intestinal migraines that would cause me to convulsively throw up. Um, I almost cracked a rib from throwing up so many times. That it's that type of a thing. So I've I have a good friend who has Crohn's disease, which is very similar to what I have. Aside from him, I've thrown up more than everybody I know combined. That's what my disease did to me. 
And, uh, and be, when you do that, it, it ruptures the diaphragm that holds your stomach in place. So when you throw up really hard, it, your stomach contracts and expands and all that. And it's, it's a, it's, it's a violent, violent process. And I'm sorry, this is, I've done it so many times. It's not gross to me. Like when I met my wife, we were driving one time and I just started throwing up and I didn't pull over or stop driving and she lost her mind and it was one of those wake-up calls like, oh yeah, this really isn't normal. People don't do this. But there was no cure. What do you do? There's nothing you can do about it. That's just how it was. And so I ruptured the diaphragm that holds your stomach in place and then I ruptured the valve, uh, the hiatal valve uh, in between your esophagus and, esophagus and stomach. And so when I lay down at night, everything would shift forward and my stomach acid would flow up and burn my esophagus, uh, which increases my chance of cancer and, and all those types of things. And it caused me to cough all the time. So they thought I had asthma and all this kind of stuff. But I don't have any of it today. I have none of it. Like, I don't have any problems. I don't take any medication. By the way, I don't believe in medication. I mean, I'm such a freak about that stuff. Now, here's the one medication I do take. And by the way, when you need it, this is where I am big freak. When you need it, I believe in it. So I take an anti-nausea medication. So I take Zofran if I need it. It's a really, uh, it's a drug for cancer patients most of the time. And I take Finnegan, uh, which is a really strong anti-nausea. Because if I throw up, it rips my hiatal valve out and I have to go to the hospital again. Um, uh, Michael, I know, I man, I love you and you ask great questions, but... I've been all over the world. I have been all over the world that I've lived in hospitals my entire life. We rule. There may be some very tiny countries like a Sweden or a Switzerland, something like that that has more. But when you talk about a country the size of the United States, socialized healthcare would destroy us. And here's why. Because there aren't enough – This is it's just mathematics. And by the way, you're talking – listening to somebody that has uh, – uh, Exactly, exactly, Roberta, exactly, that's right. So here's the thing too, Finnegan is a great medication. Um, Zofran won't make you tired and it works as, as for me as well. Uh, and it's a, it's a very, very tiny, tiny, tiny pill. Uh, Finnegan usually comes in 12 or 25 milligram pills. Zofran is like four and eight milligrams. It's very, very, very tiny and it won't make you sleepy, uh, which is why I like it. Um, uh... Yeah, that's right, Betsy. Zofran is a miracle. Exactly right. Um, I was on a, a really intense prescription um, uh, antacid, which prevented my body from absorbing nutrients uh, and vitamins. Um, uh, so here's the thing. Healthcare in America, a friend of mine developed uh, testicular cancer, had zero insurance, uh, had surgery, had radiation treatment, didn't pay for any of it, uh, and then had a big bill later. Yes, he had a large bill, but he got treatment. Do you understand this? Charlie Gard isn't getting treatment, and he has the money. That's ludicrous to me. He has the money. His family has the money, not allowed treatment. My friend had zero money, zero insurance and was given testicular cancer surgery and radiation treatment. A good friend of mine was playing soccer uh, and broke her arm, didn't have insurance, went down to county, saw a great doctor, got a cast, got a bill. Yes, you get a bill, but I mean, come on, what do you expect? You have to pay for something, but it's not like you're not being seen, and that's the difference. And why socialized healthcare doesn't work in America is because mathematically it doesn't work out. There aren't enough doctors or nurses to treat the entire population. They don't exist. And currently, there's another bunch of things that are wrong with it. There isn't enough time 
scholastically to produce enough doctors and lawyers to treat the entire population and because of insurance, because of uh, economy, and because of um, things like raising the minimum wage uh, and a bunch of other liberal policies like that, doctors don't have the lifestyle they used to anymore. Uh, school is so expensive you can't pay that debt off very well anymore, uh, and therefore people don't want to go into the medical field that often. They're getting sued. Uh, there's so many problems with it, and so you can't just say we're going to provide health care for everyone. It doesn't work that way. Uh, man, we're having a good time today. I'm so stoked. This is good stuff. Um, okay, so let's jump on to something more fun. I finally saw Wonder Woman, and shocking. Wow. That's really good. It was really good. It was so surprised. I'm not sure why I'm surprised. Uh, I love superhero. I don't know. I generally like superhero movies. I really enjoyed this one. And I'll tell you the thing I was most surprised at. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be one of those uh, mankind is bad because the environment is good. Um, Oh, man, on Instagram, I don't know what your name is, SIJ3DAD, thank you so much, I appreciate that. By the way, um, I thought I was going to start coasting with my dad again, and that's not going to be happening. Um, uh, it has nothing to do with he or I, and it wasn't his decision or my decision. Uh, the board of directors decided they didn't think it worked well, and so that's not going to be happening. So I am... I mean, it's not like I wasn't full-time all the time Rebel anyway, but I am full-time all the time Rebel Radio, Rebel Parenting, Rebel Live. Uh, I will keep posting these in the podcast uh, for sure. And I'm telling you, there are some big things coming down the pipe for Rebel. Some big things coming down the pipe, and I am so stoked. Flying to California in a couple weeks, then I'm flying to New Jersey in a couple weeks, uh, the week after that. Um, going to California to work on a documentary. Uh, on fatherhood. Uh, man, there's so much stuff going on. Okay, anyway, back to Wonder Woman. I thought it was going to be one of those environmental movies where it's mankind is the problem, we've got to control mankind, blah, blah, blah. Here's the weird one. The villain said man is the problem and we should get rid of man. The evil guy said man is the problem, we should get rid of man. Wonder Woman's philosophy and principles essentially love conquers all uh, and love people even when they don't love you back correctly. I mean, it was like... It had tenets of Christianity in it. That's what I thought. I was just very surprised at it. And Gal Gadot, my goodness, wow. She is stunning. I was, I just, whew. I was, I didn't know what I thought. I was surprised. She's really, she's really pretty. That was shocking. Um, and then I found this out too. I think she was pregnant for a good chunk of the movie. And uh, they put a green cover over her baby bump and then CGI'd it out. So that was hilarious too. Uh, and then, so, while Laura was gone, I moved, we took the TV out of our bedroom, uh, and I like it. I like it. I'm happy with it. I didn't know if I would like it or not. I really like to watch TV. I read more than everybody I know, and I watch a ton of TV. Well, if I used to. I don't really watch that much anymore. Uh, but we put it downstairs in the living room, and I was wondering, would we watch too much of it there? Um, yeah, seriously, Linda. Um... Uh, so I put it down there. I put a sound bar on it. I hit all the cables. It looks really sweet. They make some great things for the Apple TV. You can just stick it right behind it because it's uh, you don't have to have line of sight with Apple TV for the remote. You don't have to see it. So it just hid everything. And we play Pandora all day. Um, and here's what I found. I play Hillsong United, the, the praise and worship one. Um, I don't play that stuff when I work out. When I work out, it's pretty hardcore. It's pretty 
loud, whatever. Um, but the rest of the day, I kind of try to do, you know, Josh Garrels, David Dunn, uh, Hillsong, and that song, Oceans. Ooh, that song kills me. Um, totally forgot what I was going to say about that. Oh, yeah. So I love Pandora and I love Apple Music. I love all that stuff because I like the thumbs up, thumbs down. I like the all shut it off. Yikes. Someone tried to call me in the middle of this. Um, I love that it learns what I like and what I don't like. And I like the thumbs up and the thumbs down. And for some reason, I feel guilty thumbs downing praise and worship songs. Anybody else feel that way? Is it just me? Am I a total freak? Is that my like... I don't know. I feel like there's a comedy bit in there somewhere, but I was thumbs downing a song and it's like, it's not that I don't like the message. I just, uh, mm. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was funny. Whatever. I thought thumbs downing praise and worship songs, feeling guilty about it makes me feel weird, but whatever. Uh, I've been watching, um, the Hobbit with Lincoln at night. I'm telling you, uh, there is seriously some awful praise music out there. If you repeat the same phrase 400 times in a row, I'm going to thumbs down your song. It's just bad writing. It's just plain bad writing. And I'm telling you, uh, that new Mr. Talkbox song, if you haven't heard the latest Mr. Talkbox song, and the, the album cover is just money. It's an old school 80s boombox with gold on it, and it's, um, I think it's called Feel Good. Kristen, will you look it up real quick? It's brand new, Mr. Talkbox. That song is, I cannot stop playing it. That open, seven words repeated 11 times. That's right, seven, 11 courses. It's hilarious. Uh, that is so funny. That is so, so funny. Um, that's exactly right. That new Mr. Talkbox song, and I play it so loud. That's the funny thing, too, about growing up in the 80s and the era of hip-hop. I'm, I'm gonna turn 47 in two days, and uh, my older neighbors... Uh, they have to think I'm just, I, I have to drive them crazy because I really love loud bass. Like I really, really do love loud bass. Like I like my sound bar. It doesn't have enough bass. Like I need a subwoofer for it for sure. And the gym, I'm so jealous. I was watching, um, uh, CrossFit Mayhem is Rich Froning's gym in Memphis and Mayhem is the, uh, is the team, he does, cross, he does team CrossFit now, if you're into CrossFit. If you're not, you should definitely get into it. But anyway, they've been doing Day in the Life of videos uh, of CrossFit. They do Rich Froning, Lindy Barber, uh, Hunsucker, and uh, Ellie Kelly. Sorry, I forgot your last name, Ellie. Uh, but um, Lindy Barber's boyfriend has these gigantic, huge 80s speakers with lights in them, and it lights up with a bass. Instant jealousy. Not jealousy. Instant envy. Instant envy. I'm using that word correctly again. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely want to get some big fat. If I could get speakers with lights on them in my gym, oof. Yeah, so I'll do a live video tomorrow morning from the gym, show you all the things I did. I repainted it. I haven't finished the painting. Repainted it, moved the TV, hung a, a, a dry erase board for my workouts, uh, hung a speed bag, hung a heavy bag, put a new floor in. Um, yeah, a lot of that stuff. A lot of that stuff. Uh, Old Mustang hatchback for the subwoofer chamber. Yes, exactly, Jason. See? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and when you do it poorly, it sounds like a bunch of tin cans in your trunk. Yes, exactly. Uh, what else? What else? What else? The Hobbit with Lincoln? Man, I've been having a good time. Lincoln and I, when Lucy goes to sleep at night, uh, I come downstairs. I've been hanging out with just he and I. 
watching a movie, and uh, it has been very, very cool. Very, very cool. i got to tell you, too, let's talk about this, dads and moms. Let's talk about this. I am a terrible mommy. I don't know if anybody understands this better than my kids do after 10 days without mommy at home, but I am a terrible, terrible mommy. Um, and Lincoln and Lucy struggled with that. I'm just not naturally as nurturing as Laura is, and they need a ton of it. And I'm telling you, what's up, Sliv? This right here on Instagram, if you guys are looking, this right guy right there is the greatest realtor in all of Colorado Springs. If, you are, if you're looking for a house, if you're looking for a new place, if you're looking to sell your house, I'm telling you, I know he's going to like be like, oh, what are you doing? I, he probably showed me a hundred houses before we bought ours, and we've been in it for like eight or nine years. Like, the only reason we're thinking about getting a new place with Brian uh, is because we really need more than 1,300 square feet. So that's what's up. Um, yeah, my kids suffered because Laura wasn't there. And that's why I say single parents do just an amazing job because they learn how to be both parents. And it can't be as good. It just can't. But I'm telling you, the day... The day Laura was coming home, I got the kids got sick of each other. They were just at each other, and I got sick of it, and I barked at them, and one of the kids totally cried, and I felt like the hugest jerk because I just was too harsh. I came down too hard, and uh, Laura came home, amazing homecoming, so much fun, and then, you know, all hell breaks loose because it's, you know, it just everything happens when you get home. That reentry is a huge pain, and... The enemy just wants to just mess everything up. And uh, Lincoln slept until 7.30 yesterday and today. He's so emotionally exhausted. That's just how it is. And it just makes me appreciate my wife so much. It makes me appreciate the women in my life so much. Like our babysitter, Bree, came over. Bree Chadwick, you are just the sweetest, dearest person in the whole world. Um, it's producer Kristen's sister-in-law. Uh, and when she came over to babysit, I just said, can you hug the kids like a thousand times today? Can you just tell them how great they are and tell them you love them? And cause I'm doing it, but it sounds like me. Like, I love you. Like, I don't know what it sounds like, but it's coming from daddy and they need a woman doing that. And so that my encouragement to you, if you're a single parent is just find somebody of the opposite sex, whether it's a grandma or grandpa or it's aunts or uncles or it's good friends or something. And just be honest. Like, just be honest. Be like, my kid needs a masculine influence. Like, do you get it? My kid needs a masculine. My kid needs to build something. My kids need to blow something up. My kids need to shoot a gun. They need to do burnouts in the driveway. Like, do you know what I mean? I know, but it. But it's 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 just a good. It's a perspective. I'm not being hard on myself. It's just a perspective. Like, and if if you're a single mom and and you need that dad life in your kids, or if you're a single dad and you've got a daughter, like, hey, I need to learn how to braid hair, and my daughter needs. Uh, you know, makeup less, what, like dads can totally, 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 totally get involved. I'm thinking of my friend Johnny Brock out in California. He is my inspiration for single dads. Like I, I am such the stalker of this guy online. Like it's embarrassing. I look at every post he does. I cry when I read his post. He lost his wife tragically. He's a true single dad. And I watch what he does, but he gets his mom involved and he gets other women involved because he's not a woman and he's got two daughters and they need that. And I just think it's so important. I think it's so special. So rad. So, so rad. 
I have so much more stuff to talk about. Oh, so much more, so much more. Man, did you watch the UFC this weekend? Is it just me that watches the UFC? If it is, you're missing out because it was amazing this weekend. So much good stuff going on. So much good stuff. It has been 30 minutes, and I have had such a great time with you. I'm going to post this for the podcast. I will see you tomorrow from my gym. I love you all. God bless. Thanks for sticking in the struggle. The struggle is real, Rebels. I love you. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey Rebels, we have two giveaways this week from our guests on Saturday, Tim and Ann Evans, talking about their book, Naked, Reclaiming Sexual Intimacy in Marriage. The first one is 20 Takeaways from 40 Years of Marriage. This is nuts and bolts stuff you can stick in your toolbox and put to use right now in your marriage. Definitely a good one. And the one everybody is talking about, why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently. To get these, head on over to timplusan.com. That's T-I-M-P-L-U-S-A-N-N-E.com. Sign up for their newsletter. We're going to send you both of those giveaways. Why you and your spouse need to schedule sex and how to have it more frequently. And 20 takeaways from 40 years of marriage. Get those.